0: welcome thank you for choosing to listen to this spirit-filled word by david entry when you catch a word you have caught god may you catch a word today that will cause god to change your story be blessed first peter chapter 5 i want to read from verse 7 down to verse 10 casting all your care upon him for he cares for you be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that, He have suffered a while. Make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. Here ends the reading of God's holy word. Please, let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you have called us into your eternal glory. By Christ Jesus, that after we've been through all that the world can throw against us that can happen to us, we will be established and you will settle us. We pray as your word comes. Let this word be the means, the process, the, the channel through which you are going to establish those of us whose hearts are open to you and settle us. I pray and submit myself under your influence and I pray for everyone listening that, Lord, Let your word come in power. Let your word come in grace. And let your word come to lift us from one level to the other. Thank you. Thank you that once we have the word in us, the enemy cannot have an upper hand over us. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. In our previous session, I spoke about how humility. It's necessary and not being anxious okay? I spoke about how anxiety the enemy uses anxiety to divide your mind your mind is all over scattered all over the place but anxiety is not our portion so he says that but pride and anxiety makes you a cheap person Delicious prey for the roaring lion to devour. Pride and anxiety works against the believer in your in the race of life and in the fight of life. Pride, and we understand from the scripture that in order to win, you remember I spoke about Achilles' heel. In order to win, we are supposed to cast our care upon him, God, because we should cast our anxiety upon him. Just leave it on him. Cast it on him. An active word. Aggressively. Intentionally. So you might, you might be feeling funny about it, but intentionally. Don't follow your feeling. Follow, follow the word. So cast it upon him. said, for. He cares for you. He wants to take care of you. Then verse um, 8 begins to give us the, I didn't mention it, but it gives us a personal protection equipment for your Achilles heel. PPE for your Achilles heel, for your weak point. Personal protection equipment. You don't only need it against transmissions and coronavirus and maybe depending on what you are in the building trade or forestry or something. No, you also need it in your spiritual journey. Why? Because you have an Achilles heel. So what is this? What do we have as our personal equipment? I mentioned it. Let me put it this way. So you have to be sober. Be alert. Why? Right. Jesus, that scripture, let me revisit it. It's very important. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 40. Um, Jesus came back and found them asleep, and he says that he came to his temple, and they were asleep. Jesus said, could you not, uh, could you not watch with me for an hour? Then the next verse says that, watch That's very poignant very important. Watch and pray that you do not... Oh. Ah. That's interesting. Ah. You see your Achilles heel. Your weak point. The devil will use it against you. But there's something you can do so you don't enter. Watch and pray that ye enter not into sin, into temptation, or Satan has an upper hand over you. Watch and pray. Because the truth is that really in your spirit, you are willing. But the problem is your Achilles heel. <laughs> Bro, this, this is your weak point. This is your weakness. You see, a lot of people don't know. And sometimes it's only you who knows. Yeah. Sometimes so, it's so personal, it's so deep in that you don't realize. I mean, oh, you, you, uh, people don't notice it because they only see when you have been flawed. Or when you have been, you know, you've fallen into temptation and it becomes noticeable. But apart from that, that, that what is, is meant to pull you down is already inside you. Unfortunately, the, the 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 fact of life. What is meant to slow you down, what is meant to disqualify you, what is meant to. ...pull you down, what is meant to derail you... is already inside you, it's not a lockdown... ...the lockdown made what is inside you flourish. <laughs> what will pull you down is not from external... ...it's already inside you. So be sober and vigilant. So he said, watch and pray... Watch soberness. Alertness is required because you should know your weakness. The fact that that brother is doing it doesn't mean you can do it. The fact that that sister is doing it doesn't mean you can do it because your weak point is different from his weak point or hers. So somebody might do it and they are fine, but you cannot survive three minutes in the pub because you used to be a chronic alcoholic. Yes. Others might watch that movie and get away with it. But you were watching with them. You were having internal emotions, struggling. After the movie, you fell into trouble. And after the movie, they, they went it just, it just, Those days when I used to get the chance, maybe I sit with my wife, and we, maybe watching a documentary, or even that, sometimes. You know, when it gets my interest and my focus, I stay alert. I'll be watching my wife. She watch, and let's say we start watching at 9.20, or, and she plans that 9.40, she's out of here, she's going to bed. doesn't matter what you are doing, 9.40, she'll get up and go, me, 9.40 is so good, I don't want to go. I don't want to. So I tell her, don't start this thing, because you can stop and go. I might continue. <laughs> I need to eat into my sleeping time or my night. Don't compare yourself to others, because your weaknesses are different. Your point of weakness might be different. Yeah, Some people can go into some environment, and they can be OK. But sister, you know. You are in courtship. Cut down the night movement. It's cut. <laughs> because you saw your government. The others did it, and they didn't. But you, you know yourself. <laughs> I think I should title this basically. know yourself. <laughs> Some of us, we only know our stuff, but you don't know yourself. Identity. Know yourself, bro. Know yourself, bro. So, it says that watch and pray so you don't fall into temptation. Why? Because the problem is not you. Uh, The the problem is not um, just what is around, but the problem is... It's you not know, you. Like your, the problem is not your intention. You have genuine intention. You see, that's where a lot of Christians make mistakes. You use you judge yourself by your intentions. <laughs> because God, God knows my heart. God, knows, but you are still not working, so you have to be fired. <laughs> God knows my heart. I didn't intend to lie, but you did. Bible says I quoted this scripture a few weeks ago or a few days ago. By God actions are weighed. So don't say what I do doesn't matter. What is in my heart is what matters. No 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 first Samuel chapter 2. He says that by him actions are weighed. Actions what you do. It, in fact he said I will give unto everyone according to his works Revelation chapter 22 verse 12. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 10 we shall all appear before the judgment seat of God of Christ, and everyone will give account what he has done in the body, what you have done, not what you thought in your head, not what you were wishing in your in your heart, what you have done, what you are doing matters to heaven, your works matter to heaven, your works matter to heaven. Revelation chapter 2. He said, I know your works. He was kept telling the churches, I know your works. I, know your, I didn't save you by works, but I'm observing your works. I didn't save you by works, but I'm observing your works. Don't, tell, don't, let, don't let the devil deceive anyone to tell you that your works don't matter because you are saved by grace. Christ has done all the works. and that's, No, 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 no. He didn't save you. It does not take our works to be saved, but it certainly takes our works to be judged. So he says that I know your works. I know your works. I know your works. Can you imagine? He said, I know your works. I know your works. That means I'm watching what you're doing. God is watching what you're doing. Even how you are listening to his message, he's watching it. He's watching it. No one will see you, but he's watching it. God said I'm watching it. So he says that the problem is not your intention, sister. There are many strong believers who have been overtaken by sin and fallen into temptation and Satan has given them, has buffeted them, giving them a terrible blow, not because they wanted it, but because they are underestimated the enemy they are fighting and dealing with. And they used their intentions to judge themselves. Don't let your intentions be the sole decision maker. You must let your weakness also get involved. In other words, let your weakness inform where you can stand and where you shouldn't stand. Because you know, there's nothing wrong with standing here but you, sister, you, if you go there, you will survive. Others can go, everybody can go, they are okay. But you, because of the peculiar weakness you have got, brother, because of the uniqueness of your weakness, when you do what everybody is doing, you alone will be the one who is ends up being a victim. So it is not, we have to understand, you must know yourself, know the word, know your, your weakness. When I say know yourself, know your weak point. And then your heart for the word should make you sacrifice. Go extreme just so you stay safe. Just so you stay safe. Others will not do that. But he says that lay aside the sin that so easily beset you. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2, verse 1. So he says that let us, God doesn't do it for us. You have to lay aside the sin. Every weight. Some things are weight. You know it's a weight for you. But every sin that so easily ensnare you, so easily besets you, and it troubles you, this is, this, is, this is troubling. I know I'm talking to somebody who is, oh, I'm anointed, but last is killing me. <laughs> oh, I love Jesus, but this is my last. This is my last, oh Lord, who can help me, who can save me from this wretched body, yes that is what is called being a christian in the human in you, being a christian and being, a, being being human so if you are if you don't put systems in place to save you from yourself to protect you from yourself you certainly need the PPE to protect you from yourself because boy sister you know i shouldn't trust you bro you know i shouldn't trust because you don't trust you don't trust yourself you don't you know there's stuff to do That he says that lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily beset us there. Everyone has the sin. Did you see that? The sin, not a sin or not some sins, the sin, your own. There's this thing that easily gets to you, it's always getting you. Jesus said, Your spirit is willing, the spirit is willing, but the, uh, the problem is my weakness. And so to go past your Achilles' heel, to be able to grow past, above your weakness, your Achilles' heel, you certainly have to be sober and be alert, be vigilant. Watch out, watch out. So that's what he said. He said be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, your adversary, the devil, antidocus. And diabolus, he is antidocus, He is diabolus. Your adversary, your adversary is the enemy. He's opposing you every time. Every- he's. You don't have to do anything for him to work against you. He just doesn't like you, so he's constantly opposing you. Opposing is an adversary. He doesn't like you. Whether you pray or you don't, he doesn't like you. Whether you listen to message or you don't, he doesn't like you. Whether you go to church or you don't, he doesn't like you. He's out to kill, to steal, to, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. John 10.10. He's out there. He does not like you. Your enemy, he's an enemy, and at the same time, he's a diabolos. He's a slanderer. He's a deceiver. He'll tw- he tw- he will, he will, he will twist his to trick you he's a trickster he wants to he will deceive you he's a deceiver deceiver and as at the same time an accuser he will deceive you and accuse you so number 1 personal protection personal protection equipment for your spiritual journey for your spiritual battle personal protection equipment number 1 be alert. Number two, know your enemy. Don't just know your weakness. Know your enemy. Don't underestimate Satan. Because, you know, you know. Yeah, there was a time you thought, I can deal with this. But it, it dealt with you. Satan will always trick you to sin, to fall into temptation, to fall. Because he... Because... Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring, roaring, sorry, roaring lion. Now in the Bible, normally Jesus is the one who is depicted as the lion. But now, see, he's parading himself just like a lion does. And so that it comes across like we have to trust Jesus. He's a lion of the tribe of Judah. We can trust him. So the devil said, you can also trust me. I'm also equally a lion. But <laughs> he he's roaring to devour you. No, 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 no. Satan is never a friend. So he uses deception. He will use deception to deceive you. Behind every sin is a lie. At the heart of every behavior or every motive is what the heart treasures or trusts. So Satan will try to reinterpret what you should treasure or what you should trust. He makes you trust your emotions, trust your feelings, trust him, trust the situation. Now I'll be okay, this is fine, it's fine. He's deceiving you to trust what you're not supposed to trust, trusting him. And so at the base of every sin is believing in a lie because Satan lies to you Two lies he really uses. Two lies. Number one is that you know what, this thing you can't deal with it. So just take it like that and <laughs> accept it. <laughs> accept it as your weakness. <laughs> and I say, you know, little by little, Rome was not built, Rome was not built in a day. A city is not built. So little by one day. Hey, you're waiting for one day. I'm telling you, before that day comes, Satan will finish you. He he, 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 he will finish you. He will lie to you that this temptation can't overcome. It's a lie. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16. He said, walk in the spirit so you don't fulfill the... So you you can just what to do in order not to fulfill the desires of the flesh. You can. Yes, you can. Hallelujah. Yes, you can. There is something we can do. Listen, I mean... Thank you, Jesus. Let me say this. My Christian brother, my Christian sister, I know you are, you are genuine for Christ. But listen, most of the temptations that are coming out against you, Satan is the mastermind behind it. One. And he is taking advantage of your personal weakness and your Achilles heel. Two. It's very important to understand. So Satan is behind it. Two. Your weakness. The good news, which most are not using, is that you can be able to deal with it. You can be able to overcome it. Satan, he says that um, sin lies at your door. And his desire, Genesis chapter 4, verse 7, God told Ab- a king, sin lies at your door. Uh, if, uh, if you do well, Will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at your door. And its desire is to have you, but you should master it. That word, rule over it, is master. Dominate it. Have dominion over it. Sin wants to dominate you, but you must master it. Master it. So you can. You can. So, one, don't underestimate the enemy. Okay? The, the, or, there's, there's an enemy behind what is coming against you to make you turn your back on God or fall or sin or fall into temptation. Satan is behind it. Satan is behind it. Number two, he knows and he's using your weakness against you. But number three, the good news is we can overcome him. But much more, number four, how do you overcome him? Number four, if you can overcome him. Number four, you must know that you cannot do it without being in tune with the Holy Spirit or being strong. Talk, watch this. This is very important. I quoted this scripture, I think, a few sessions ago. So either the previous one or the, uh, the one before the previous. That Gale- um, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. It talks about that you'll be strengthened with might by His Spirit in your inner man. The original Greek is into your inner man. Your inner man is where your strength comes from, by the Holy Spirit. In your inner man. Now, I don't want you to miss this, please. So, the strengthening, watch this. You'll be strengthening with might, okay? Holy Spirit is strengthening you with might, like something was mighty. Today, in, uh, in um, Judges chapter 15, we read how something caught 300 foxes, put fire, tied their tails together two by two, Put fire, set fire on them, and send them in the enemy's camp because the enemies troubled him. Samson, the Bible says that they, they, they caught him and they brought him to his enemies. The people of Judah caught him. He said, don't kill me. I will hand, him, I will hand myself in as long as you not kill me. Promise. He said, we will not kill you. Just hand yourself in. They tied him with cords and sent him to the enemy. When you go to the and the Bible says, I like this verse nineteen or so. The spirit of verse fourteen, rather, the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon you. I like the verse fourteen or so. Said the spirit of the Lord came mightily. I like that one. Mighty, <laughs> be strengthened with might. And guess what? The the course became like uh, flax, <laughs> became like flax, that it's burned, uh, that uh, that is burned with fire, and the bones, the things they what they've used to. Uh, It just fell off something. Holy Spirit came upon. Listen, you cannot withstand. You can't withstand against your enemy in your own strength. So, I want to draw your attention to something, brother. I, I want to talk to a Christian. Are you struggling with something? Are you finding it a battle to overcome something? Number one thing you have to check first, look out for, is are you reading your Bible? Are you praying? Three. Are you fellowshipping? Are you in fellowship and four? Are you listening to messages? If these things are in your life, you don't easily fall into temptation. Hmm. I, I never know that. Yeah. That's why I said it. <laughs> yeah. That's it's, it's. Listen. It doesn't take anything complex to stay out of t- t- temptation. It takes your spirit being in good shape. He strengthens you into your inner man. There's an inner man. Yeah. There's an inner man. I want to talk to you. I know you are very genuine. I know you want to make it. I know you are pushing, but sometimes it is, it's like too hard. Pastor, it's hard. I'm struggling. It's, yeah, because you are not reading your Bible. But I'm, when I read it, I don't understand. You are not just reading it to understand, you are reading it to feed. Open your spirit. Listen to messages. It helps you to even appreciate the Bible. I mean, sound teachings, okay? Some preaching don't really do anything, they just really just make you feel hyped. <laughs> It's not building you. It's not, it's, not, it's not making you get into God's word. Okay? It's not expounding explaining God's word to you. Now, get. So if you are struggling with understanding the word of God, develop, develop a taste. I mean, actually, when you are born again, you should actually have a taste. If you don't have a taste, there's something wrong. You need some medical attention. You've lost your taste buds for God's word. You need medical, spiritual, medical attention. That's why you open your mouth and say anything at all about church and church people. When you hear anybody say that's for church people, that's why the church people. The person is actually either not a Christian or very carnal, or Satan uses Satan uses them a lot. It was, that's for Christians, and that's why me church people. That's why me church people. I don't want to. I just keep. I just keep myself to myself. That's why you are where you are. That's why you haven't made any impact. No impact. Zero impact. And God will judge you the day you meet Jesus. You will see. You are only believing God for breakthroughs. <laughs> Make a impact for Jesus and stop the noise. Until you relate with people in the church, you will never know how genuine, you will never know how genuine your heart for God is. Much of it is feelings and emotive. I feel, I feel, I feel. Validate your feelings for God by relating to his people and let them step on your toe. Listen, 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 listen. You want to overcome temptation? It's very important. I know, Pastor, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Listen, it's as simple as reading your Bible generally. Make it a priority every day. Sit down, read your Bible. It puts you in good spiritual shape. Yeah, I'm telling you. It puts you in good spiritual shape. And pray. You don't have to pray five hours. It's not five hours prayer. There are people who are praying plenty, but are not reading their Bible, and they are still following temptation the strength, the strength, solid meat, in your inner man, be strengthened. So you take the word, and pray the word, and get yourself exposed to fellowship. Satan's one major skills, or Satan's one major speciality is to defrock you, or to disassociate you from fellowship, or disengage you from fellowship. Every non-fellowshipping Christian is on his way down. <laughs> Unless you actually know a Christian by you been going to church, and you didn't realize. You see there are a lot of people who have been going to church who didn't even know they are not Christians. Until they come into contact with the genuine word of God they realize, wow, I need to be born again. I need this Jesus, thing. I need to do it properly. All the things you have been doing is religion. Religion. Mom, sister, dad, bro. The noise, ah, I've been church long enough, I've been church long enough, long enough, long enough. You don't have any relationship with God and your Bible. Apart from when you are in crisis, oh God, you know, oh God, that, that's not the kind of Christianity I'm talking about. I'm talking on the kind of Christianity where God has your heart. Your, your heart is God. Your heart is for God. Your heart is for God. And if your heart is for God, it certainly be for His work, one, and His people. Jesus said, Do you love me? Do you love me? How can you call yourself a Christian and there's zero heartbeat for Christ? Do you love me? If you love me, he said, Feed my sheep. So that means that genuine love for Jesus will always be evidenced in your attitude towards his sheep. Ma karabashahaya. All right. So any man, any, any man or woman who is not in Active Christian fellowship, a Christian I mean, is on its way down. You have backslided. Oh, but you know, I've been praying. Pastor, you can't say that because I spend a lot of time in prayer. If it's a genuine prayer, it will move you into fellowship. How can you say I've seen God and you won't get up looking for the people of God? <laughs> as soon as you come into contact with God and you wake up, obviously, you are looking. Look at Bethel. We had Bethel in the Bible because someone encountered God. Bethel means the house of God. He encountered God. When he woke up from his sleep, he said, "Ah, God was here, I didn't know. Genesis chapter 28 verse 16. Then there's pillow, there's stone. He started building a place for God. Started focusing his heart on the house of God. And he called the place Bethel. Bethel. He said, this is none other but the house of God, the place. He called that place Bethel because it's the house of God. When you have encounters with God, then one of the clearest signs that you have genuinely encountered God. Prayer warrior. Prayer warrior, you pray and you are arguing people in the church and you don't even like. I don't understand people who hmm. you are an usher. You are a security officer. You are prayer warrior. You never attend service. You only go and serve. So when we are we are in service, you are not you are you are either behind the altar, only praying. And afterwards, so you have done this for so long that being in service, hearing God's word and fellowship with the others is not part of your Christian journey. Listen, you are running at a serious loss. Because God is not so interested in what you do for him as how much you enjoy him. God is more interested in how much you enjoy him than how much you do for him. Because when you enjoy him, then he begins to work through you. Oh, I feel like preaching, you know for So I want to just reiterate this. The reason why people, when lockdown came and then lack of fellowship came, a lot of people backslided because fellowship is the lifeline and is the oxygen for effective Christian living. So those who disconnected themselves from fellowship in one way or the other, look, their confession changes. So I'm even tired of church. I'm even tired of God. All oh, this thing. Oh, there is because you went out of fellowship. That's why. And we can't commend you. We feel sorry for you because you are on your way down. But sometimes pride affects everyone apart from the one who has the sickness. <laughs> so when you are. The Bible says that pride goes before fall. Before a fall. Yeah. Pride goes before a fall. And the Bible talks about how um, there's a way that seems right before men. But the end thereof, you think it's a right way, but this thing is leading into death. Disconnecting yourself from church, you are not hurting the church. You are hurting your future. You are hurting your work with God. You are hurting your work with God. Ah, now I'm not even that that church again. I only watch online. See, 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 please, 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 please. Online church is not real church. Yeah, it's para para church. Paramedics. You, they, can't, they can't hospitalize you in the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. you like this paramedic so, so now, you've been hospitalized. Where? In the ambulance. No, it's just to help sustain you, carry you to theater, to surgery, to main hospital. There, there's a difference between ambulance and hospital. Please. The same way there's a difference between actual church and online watching and viewership. <laughs> the online the viewership is not bad at all. Because some people might be in some places where you don't have a toy, you hardly have so it's good. You get exposed. Thank God. But listen, when you get the chance, feed that one and now go and have other believers you actually interact and fellowship with. It is Christian, it's called Christianity 101. Serve and be saved, love and be loved, forgive and be forgiven, tolerate and be tolerated. Accommodate and they be accommodated. That is koinonia, oneness, fellowship. So when the lockdown came, a lot of people who were out of fellowship have been out of fellowship with Christ. Oh, huh? hey, Listen to the way they talk, the way they talk about God and the things of God. Now when you see them, they are talking only business. I'm trying to get money, 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 money. Ah, They are gone, they are gone. Oh, this one who used to say, oh, the message. Uh, what are we, when are we going to save? Now it's money, 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 money. And even the preaching, they are listening, they are listening to preachers who are teaching them how to make uh, a million dollars. In one year. <laughs> 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 That's the preaching you like. How to make million dollars. All your status. When you see your status on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, Facebook, when we see your, your post, it's money, money, money. When we see your post, it's t- every other thing apart from things that draw people to Christ, apart from things that elevate Christ. He, he now you say I don't. I mean, I you see, I don't have to be religious. I don't have my to wear my religion. No, you don't have to wear it, but when you are in love, we will know. It shows on your status when you're in love. When you're in love with somebody, who will on your status. Eventually, it will come out. <sighs> so, fellowship. Satan always will attack fellowship. That's why Paul was going from house to house, friend, house, to, house to find those who are fellowshipping so he can arrest them and bring them to prison. Saul, when the church was in Jerusalem, was under persecution. So, coming back, I just wanted to, I feel God, by God's grace, it led me to mention. Because you, if you say you are struggling with temptation, then you have to check. You are not reading your Bible. I'm telling you, if you don't read your Bible for two days, when lust is beginning to rise, check yourself. Because you're wondering, why am I becoming so lustful? Why am I becoming so angry? Why am I becoming so bitter? Why am I, why am I becoming so uh, grumpy about every little thing in church? And my, I that's I know what I want to do. Why am I becoming like this? Is that, ah, maybe you are not reading your Bible. Yeah, I'm telling you the truth. Yeah, try it. Try it. And then add some prayer. And then be in fellowship. It strengthens you. Sometimes even if you are in fellowship and you have not read your Bible the way you should, it has a way of keeping because healthy fellowship will always inject the word of God into your system. Healthy, like many people have become stronger this Lockdown in our church. Many people have become, they call, Pastor, thank you. You have have become very strong in my Christian work. I've learned so much and I'm enjoying it. Why? Because of the intensity of the word. The word. We are fellowshipping around the word. So the the word is actually doing the work by itself. So get 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 the word and get the fellowship. He says that we have written these things to you, what we have seen, what our eyes have seen are here First John chapter 1, verse 1, 2, 3. He says that we have said to you that you will have fellowship with us because our fellowship, there is already an existing fellowship. Oh, oh thank you, Jesus. There is already an existing, intrinsic, intrinsic, existing fellowship between God and the us. Well, this is very important. When he started a communication, he didn't say what I have seen. Verse 1. I'm going off, but I think it's it's, it's, it's okay. That which was from the beginning, which not I have said, not I have heard, but we have heard. Watch this. We have seen with our eyes, we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. Verse 2. The life was manifested, and we have seen. And bear witness and declare to you that Italian life, which was the Father and was manifested to us, it's a corporate language. A corporate language. I'm drawing your attention to something, brothers and sisters. A corporate language. Now look at the next verse, verse three. It says that that which we have seen and had, we and we seen and had, we declare to you. Why that? You may have, oh, oh, fellowship not with me, with us. We're already into something. Join us. There can't be a singular Christian. There is a corporate Christian life. So there's already an active Christian life going on. Join us and watch this. And he said, and truly our, the us, Already have a there is always a way two or three are gathered in my name. I am there, so there is always a guaranteed connectivity to God, the Father, and the Son when there is an ass in his name. So then you can't dissociate yourself from the ass because God has committed his presence and his koinonia with an ass. Join the ass. So he said, We write this, things, all that we are doing is so you can stay. In fellowship with us. So when Satan gets me, wants to trouble people, he annoys them and says, I don't want to be part of the ass. I don't want to be part of the ass. So Satan said, I got you, I got you, baby. I got you, baby. You're talking. You're talking. Go ahead. Don't mind them. This is for their hypocrisy. Don't mind them. They annoy you too much. Don't mind them. You are tired of them. You just do your own thing with God. You don't mind them. No. Pray your prayer. Fast your own fasting. It will work for you. Satan is lying to you. Behind every sin is a lie. Don't underestimate your enemy. So one, you have to know your enemy. Uh, Sorry, one, you have to be alert. Two, you have to know your enemy. He's using lies against you. He's using tricks against you. And then three, verse nine. (laughs) Wow. First Peter chapter five, verse nine. Resist him. You can't resist. James chapter four, verse seven. He said, resist the devil. You can't. God... Wants us and expects us to resist the enemy. So he said, Resist him. He says, Resist, verse 9 again, whom resist not once in a while, steadfast. Steadfast being constant. You, you, firmly, the other translation used the word firm, like Colossians chapter 2, verse 5. And you look, um, Colossians chapter 2, verse 5, it says that, For though I be absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in the spirit, joining and, uh, uh, and beholding your order, and the steadfastness, Oh, <sighs> this is so good, it's too good, it's too good. And beholding the steadfastness of your faith in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah! You must have the steadfastness of faith. He said whom resist in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11 Ephesians chapter 6 verse 13 11 and verse 13 it talks about how we should he said put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against that's resisting. so it's not just just oh no no you, you take a stand against you are standing verse 13 he said therefore therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the original greek translated resist in first peter chapter 5 verse 9, is the same with withstand. He says, resist, resist him. One, let's look at the amplifier. Thank you. Withstand him. Be firm. That's the word I said. Not just steadfast. You are firm. More. More. Be firm, sister. Be firm, sister. Be firm, brother. Be firm, Pastor. Be firm, Elder. Be firm, New Convert. Be firm, Church Leader. Be firm, Bishop. Be firm. Be firm in the faith. Against. Be firm in the faith against his onset. Rooted, established, strong, immovable. determined. Wow, I like these words. You have determined that when church resumes, you are going. Doesn't matter. Nothing is stopping you. You are not running out of town. Finding all kinds of excuses. It's easy to find excuses. I'm I'm determined. Doesn't matter. Come with me. I'm doing it the right way. Mm -hmm. Knowing the same afflictions, identical sufferings. Are appointed to your brotherhood, the whole body of Christians throughout the world. It's not, this is, hey, hey, this is not new. It's not new. Well, because of my time, let me just draw your attention to something I was saying and I can run up. Number one, I was talking about how Satan uses two things. Okay, two things, uses the two ways Satan tries to deceive us. Number one, he will tell you that the sin is too much, too much for you to handle. Okay, so that's Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 says that, Put a, be a, a, a spirit, walk in the spirit, so you do not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Now, in First Corinthians chapter ten, verse thirteen, listen. It, it says, "It says that no temptation has overtaken, except such as is common to man. But God is faithful; who will not allow. God is monitoring what is happening in your life, and He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, so the temptation always comes. It's like you buy." a gadget or an item or something, it comes with a manual. The temptation will always come with a way of escape. It's there. The temptation will always come So with the temptation, but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. It's your ability to escape that makes you be able to bear it. God, the devil will tell you no, this temptation, as for you, you can't handle this one. You never, you, you know, you can't overcome it. You, you know, so uh, gradually, little by little, just take it like that, you know. Rome was not built in the day. We are all, everyone has his own Achilles heel and your own. You might have to live with it. Even Paul, he prayed that God, take this stone out from my flesh, and God said, my grace is sufficient. So it's you to, you, and uh, no, please, please, the devil is a liar. The, behind every sin is a lie. Behind every sin is a lie that, one of the lies is that, no, this one you can't do anything about it. Just just God understands. <laughs> your, by your destiny will not forgive you. Your destiny will not understand. Others will leave you. Others will go ahead of you. Because sin is not is, is not a is, is not a little thing with your work with God. So Satan will tell you that you can you, know, you can never overcome this. That's a lie. And the other one he also tell you. Another lie he will tell two lies. Two ways he deceives us. One, he tells you you cannot overcome the sin. Tell him, God is bigger than my sin. My God is bigger, so he will help me. He's bigger. And then the second thing he also tell you is God doesn't really want to enjoy you to enjoy your life. All this church thing is too much restrictive. I mean, the guy likes you, you also like him. Why not? And just enjoy your life. It's just mutual. <laughs> <laughs> it's rather right you are being mutual with the devil. <laughs> the devil is lying to you. Behind every sin is a lie. Behind every sin, he don't te- know what he told Eve. He said God doesn't want you to enjoy your life. You, in Genesis chapter three, verse five and verse six. The devil managed to tell Eve that God does not want. He knows, for God knows that in that day when you eat it, you your eyes will open and you shall be like him, knowing. because God doesn't want you to. Don't mind God. He's a lie. So he tries to convince you that God doesn't want you to have the pleasure. He doesn't, all these church people, they are putting too much pressure on you. <laughs> too much pressure. You are not even free to live your life. Why? Too much pressure. If you are not able to make it there, everybody is calling you. Where are you? Why? 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 <laughs> you go ahead like that. The devil is trying to lie to you. The <laughs> Devil, you are... <laughs> Let me say something, which I think sometimes people have to know this. Listen, your absence in church will not affect the growth of the body of Christ. You. (laughs) Ah, I quit. I quit. Bye. Bye. We will still continue serving God. (laughs) Hey. We will still continue serving God. With or without, we really, we can't afford not to have you. Please. We, we We can't afford not to have you. We can't afford not to have you. Please, we need you. Be part of us. We need you. But listen, don't let it enter your head. If you go, we will still continue. Didn't Judas leave? Judas left. He left. The Bible said he had a part in this ministry. Acts chapter 2, verse 17. This guy had a part in this ministry, but because he loved the wages of iniquity. Don't go, please. We, don't, we will do anything to have you. We will do anything. We will do anything for you. We will do anything to have you in victory Because our fellowship is better when you are with us. We are better when we are together. We can't afford. Peter said, i go and fish. Jesus said, I won't let you go. Jesus came up, we, we want you, please. We want you. But please, just in case <laughs> you don't know, <laughs> the church was going on before you joined. <laughs> And you continue after you die, or you backslide. The church and God will still be working. <laughs> Somebody have to know. I'm not doing the praise and worship again. I'm not doing the choir again. I'm not. Bye. <laughs> Bye. God will still bless those of us who are doing it. We'll meet on the other side. Not after life. Here and there, you will see the difference. You will see how a blessing of God makes a difference in a person's life. Don't run away. The fact that people are pampering you and trying to follow up on you, come to church, come to church, it doesn't mean you are that, you are all that in a bag of chips. (laughs) Listen, it's just Christian duty. So they care. But you, you. (laughs) It's not marketing. It's not marketing techniques. You choose not to go. And see if they'll backslide; they'll be enjoying God. So Satan will tell you, "God, this this whole church thing, there's too much. It's too much." And every time, every time you're calling me, every time I have to do this, it's a privilege. Boy, wake up! It's a privilege for you to get to do anything for God. You don't forget your history. Come on, you, you, and God consider you to do anything. God consider you as among His people, and you're about coming to bluff. Please. Please, please, (laughs) my friend, wake up. Wake up and come out of your uh, self-exaggerated opinion. You are not what you think you are. (laughs) Church will do fine without you. Maybe no one has been bold enough to tell you today, by the special grace of God, may I submit to you and announce you, church will do very fine, very, very, very fine without you. If you want to go, you go and see. But you will not do as fine without church. na 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 Yes. down <laughs> and tell you that God is doing too much. Oh, this this pressure is too much. Uh, They're uh, they, they asking me now, I should, I should be in this department. I should say, I have enough. I've had enough. Go. God will build this church. As this pastor talked like that because his heart is sold out for God except a grain of which falls down and died but those of us who love Jesus so I said resist their fast this is my important point which I haven't made and I think I've gone over and over uh, listen resist firm in the faith so it takes faith so three things it takes PP, the three spiritual protection personal protection Against your Achilles heel, so you can grow past your Achilles heel. Three, number one, alertness. Number two, understand your enemy. Number three, stay in faith. Said so I fought a good fight of faith. Now, who resists in the faith? Here is talking about the faith. He didn't say in faith per se. The faith. The faith is referring to the set of truths in the scriptures. The set of truths revealed in scriptures. The truth of scripture is what it takes. Because, watch this, behind every temptation is a lie. Behind every falling, every sin is a lie. And under that lie is, is the lie will generate unbelief. Unbelief, anytime sin overtakes somebody, the person has veered into unbelief, believing that God is good. Okay, so believing that God is better and God is bigger. The devil tells you you can't overcome the temptation. God is bigger. He tells you that God doesn't want you to enjoy. No, God is better. So God is bigger, and God is better. I said earlier on. Behind our behavior and our our uh, uh, um, our motives, all our motives and behavior, every human motive and behavior has at the core with the heart. In the heart, what the heart treasures and what the heart trusts. If you trust God, you do well. If you treasure the things of God, you'll do well. So, it says that resist steadfast in the faith, the set of things. In Romans 1, verse 25, the devil managed to trick people to exchange the truth of God. Who changed the truth of God into a lie? Swap it for a lie. Yeah. Change the truth of God. So the enemy will make you. Oh, well, what God is saying is not true. You need the truth of God's word. You need, and sometimes we need someone who will say the word as it is. We need the truth of God's word to be able to withstand whom resists in the faith, knowing that the same affliction, what is happening to you is no new. Others are also going through it. Amen. I pray you have received something. And it's been a blessing. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. When God speaks, works show. And the works will surely show in your life. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.